Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Here's some Canadian real estate news while you enjoy your morning coffee. Good morning. It's Tuesday, November 19th, 2019. We have an interesting article about insolvency in consumer insolvency, specifically in Canada. Also have some specific numbers for you about how Houston Street Baptist Church serves its community. And of course, another interview from the Wealth Hacker Conference. So let's dive right in with that interview. Hey, what's your name and is there a way people can get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, my name is Kirk Lawson, sir. I guess people can always reach me on my direct line. It's 905-467-1677. Cool, and what's your favorite investment strategy? Uh, well, I love real estate. I do stocks and stuff like that, but I've, I've had real estate for years. Um, and I think it's just a great way to, to build wealth. Yeah. What um, are you financially independent? Uh, no, uh, that's the goal is obviously yeah. to be financially independent. Yeah. So what's your day to day look like to get there? Um, that's a good question. Just hard work, uh, but uh, it's just going to take time. Just just keep on working. Um, Do you have like a, a number of properties in mind or like my it's like my, my goal is to hit like 10 properties like that's the the target that I have in mind yeah. that's always been something it's like a hard goal and once you achieve that maybe I'll just surpass it who knows right yeah. cool all right so a couple quick questions should someone rent or own their primary residence rent or own their primary residence uh, it's okay I guess it's really just a good, good question like it just depends on the person like uh, and, and I guess the cost to carry, like I, I personally never rented before. I've only ever bought, like I bought my first property when I was 23 and it just worked out that way. And I turned that property into a rental property, right? So to me, I just think it makes more sense to own. Uh, but everybody, like some people may think it's better to rent. I don't know. Like. And cash flow or appreciation? I think both are nice, but I think cash flow is king. Like you got to cash flow on a property or else it doesn't make sense. Like unless you've got a huge portfolio and you're independently wealthy and you can take those risks, I think cash flow is key. Like it's very important to have that cash flow to carry. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you, Kurt. No problem. All right. Houston Street Baptist Church has been working in the north end of Hamilton for a long time. North end is particularly hard hit sector of Hamilton. 41% of the community lives in poverty. Uh, twice as many families uh, or individuals in that area are on Ontario Works or Ontario Disability Support compared to the rest of the city. 59% of single, fam uh, single parent families live in poverty in that community specifically compared to only 29% throughout the rest of the city. 55% of children under six in that area live in poverty. 55%, over half the kids in the North End live in poverty. 36% of seniors uh, live in poverty in that area. And this is a, an area that Houston Street is firmly, Houston Street Baptist Church is firmly ingrained in and serve very practically. So they have specific programs to mm, assist and support their community. The congregation, they get about 240 people for, to each service, but 90% of that comes from around their immediate area, their immediate community. And they, with, what, with the 8,000 square feet that they have now, they are serving about 500 people on a monthly basis. 500 plus people on a monthly basis. 
100 people, probably over 100 people, not probably, but definitely over 100 people um, on average a month are served by their food bank, by the food bank that, that Houston Street Baptist Church organizes. Uh, 230, 270 children are registered each year in Houston's soccer program that they run. 220 plus youth from that area and children are connected to the weekly uh, youth and children's ministries that they do. And they're starting to expand uh, into refugee services and services for newcomers to Canada as well. So this is a very practical ministry. And that's why they're upgrading their their 8,000 square foot um, church space to 30,000 square foot. And then to deepen their impact, they're building 47 units on top of that. Now that total price tag is over $21 million. And they've already raised between grants and donations partnerships they've already raised the majority of that they need they need um, just over five million dollars still they uh, the building is being built they have enough for the building that you know the steel girders are up windows are, are getting into place a lot of the infrastructure is there they want to start filling those affordable housing units in april Huge goal. They need $5 million at least, probably more. So let's back them up. They've created huge momentum. They're partnering with a very reputable organization, a Christian charity here in Hamilton, Indwell. They serve hundreds of people below the poverty line with affordable housing and a slew of other community services already in the buildings that they have Many buildings in Hamilton, but across southern Ontario, Mississauga, Norfolk, uh, Norfolk County, Woodstock, London. And so the Houston is partnering with Indwell for this project as well. Let's add to their momentum. Let's back them up. If you want to give, I've got links. I'm, I give regularly to, to, to Indwell specifically, but if you want links to give to this project, there are two links in the show notes for Indwell, for Houston Street Baptist. If you want to meet the leadership of Houston Street Baptist and see what they're all about, see if they're worth a large investment, because honestly, I want to see someone give $100,000. That sounds stupid to ask for, but we need some really big swings here. Like we need some leaders to step up and make some huge swings and and add some steam to this and it's going to draw other draw other eyes and draw good attention to this so that it this doesn't stay a hidden project this cannot be a hidden project if you've ever given a hundred thousand dollars to a charity before this one is well worth it because the community has very practical and very efficient listen to yesterday's episode i ran through indwell's operation numbers specifically they have a very efficient operation. You know your money's going to good use. And it, and it's being used to its fullest extent. If you've given $100,000 before and you want to consider a, a major contribution to this product project, add steam behind the momentum that these people are all, have already created, what they're already doing, you can email me, recoffee at joelarnt.ca. I will get you, I will set up a meeting with the leadership of Houston Street, with the leadership of Indwell, and we'll get that figured out. We'll make it easy for you. If you can just give a hundred bucks, then that's, then there's links in the show notes. If you want more more information, email me. But 
Let's partner with these people and let's get it done. This morning's article comes from Bloomberg. Well, it's reported on by Bloomberg, but it was reported in Financial Post, the Financial Post. Surge in number of Canadians who can't pay their debts has economists worried and scratching their heads. Insolvencies are accelerating at a pace that's been associated with periods of distress, yet the economic backdrop has been positive. A surge in the number of people who can't pay their debts is raising eyebrows in Canada. Some 11,935 consumers filed for insolvency in September, according to the Office of the, of the Superintendent of Bankruptcy, a 19% increase from a year earlier and the biggest annual gain since 2009. So far in 2019, there have been 102,023 consumer insolvencies, the second most for the first nine months of a year in records dating back to 1987. Those are some very significant dates, by the way. <laughs> like, if you haven't been paying attention as long, it doesn't take long to realize that, you know, 2009, we know, we know what happened in 2008 and the fallout from that, what happened in 2009, 2010. Um, Late, 2000, uh, late 1980s in Canada were not fun economically. Worse, I think, maybe than... Well, for Canada, it was definitely worse than uh, 2008 and nine. So these are just some interesting dates, some interesting numbers. It, I'll keep going. While the increases are coming from low levels, the trend is a worrying development that suggests cracks are starting to appear in Canada's household debt landscape, at least for the most extended individuals. That would be all the more concerning since it could foreshadow pressure on the country's financial system, and it's a bit of a puzzle given the economic backdrop has been positive, including an unemployment rate that's dropped to historically low levels. Normally, there's a story you can tell, like there's some underlying weakness that shows up with a bit of a lag in personal bankruptcies and insolvencies, said Stephen Gordon, an economics professor at Université Laval in Quebec City. It's just hard to see that now. It's perplexing. Insolvencies are accelerating at a pace that's been associated with periods of distress. The start of the 2008-2009 financial crisis immediately before the 1990-1992 recession and during the period of pronounced economic weakness in 1995 and uh, 96 that was tied to the Mexican peso crisis. The significance of the latest data is open to debate. For one thing, the insolvency numbers are at odds with other indicators that show a more benign environment for household debt. For instance, mortgage arrears were 0.23% nationally at the end of July, close to the lowest they've ever been, A delinquency and delinquency rates on non-mortgage debt remain subdued. In addition, a strong labor market, rising wages, interest rates that are lower than they were at the start of the year, and a recovery in home prices all suggest borrowers should have more breathing room, not less. It's hard to square the jump in 
insolvencies with that backdrop, according to David Tulk, a Toronto-based portfolio manager at Fidelity Investments. Maybe it isn't a trend that would represent the average borrower, but is instead catching the fringe that have overextended themselves, he said in an email. That's not to say he's downplaying the insolvency numbers, but rather they confirm his prior concerns about Canadian households. What I worry about more is that households use the retrenchment in rates to add even more leverage. And then we get an employment shock, he said. Brett House is more sanguine. While the latest figure, while the latest surge in filings is a bit concerning given low unemployment and low interest rates, the deputy chief economist at Bank of Nova Scotia in Toronto said, there are a number of important factors that temper the implications of the the September print. For one thing, the share of insolvencies to the total amount of household debt is falling. There were 5.3 filings every 1 billion for every $1 billion in total household debt as of September versus 17.8% in 97. Sorry, there were 5.3 filings for every $1 billion in household debt as of September versus 17.8 filings in 1997. Adjusting for population growth, the numbers also look less dramatic. For instance, some 0.06% of the Canadian workforce filed for insolvency, based on the September numbers versus 0.09% a decade ago, though the rate has moved higher over the past 20 years. Tulk said he won't read too much into one month's worth of insolvency data, but if next month's print shows a further increase and if things look shaky elsewhere, I will be sufficiently nervy, he said. I don't like articles that, or, or any sentiment that claims the sky, outright claims the sky is falling or says our economy is impenetrable. Those extremes don't work for me. I like looking at numbers and I look, look like looking at trends and just tracking with it and being as realistic as humanly possible about the current situation. So I've been posting a lot or talking a lot lately about the strength of Canada's economy because it's been doing well. The housing market's resurging. Some of the unemployment is held steady, but it's done really well. The employment numbers have done really well over the last nine months. And there's, and obviously, you know, interest rates are low. So now that may not be necessarily the best indicator because I know interest rates will be cut lower when the central bank worries about the economy. In any case, a lot of the commentary has been about how well we're doing. And this is a little bit of a contrast with <laughs> admitted uh, confusion about what the numbers are saying. And all it is, is just a really good f- uh, uh, pulse. Mm, no, it's not a good pulse, but it's like this weird heartbeat in the middle of everything. This palpitation in the middle of Canada's economy. Numbers that are very real, people who are filing, thats, that's those are practical, filing for bankruptcy. That's a practical number that's really easy to measure and has uh, very, typically has very direct implications. In this case, the implications aren't so direct. 
and that's what's interesting that's what has people kind of like I'm not sure what this means right now so we sit back we continue to do our thing you continue to create you continue to invest and you continue to um, pay attention just keep watching I like how that it ends out it he says he won't read too much into Tulk says he won't read too much into one month's worth of insolvency data. The thing is, that number is going up even compared to other numbers, right? If it if we see, you know, October's numbers, insolvency numbers also on the rise, you know, he said sufficiently nerving. That, that kind of sounds tongue-in-cheek. But the point is, if we start to see a trend form, it's worth deeper investigation. At this point, all of the other numbers are pointing to a strengthening, strengthening economy. You know, for all we know, this this could the, the the strength of Canada's economy right now could just be the calm before the storm. But I hate being the doomsayers that are constantly predicting recession and just preparing for the worst. If there's money to be made right now, I want to make money. But I also want to watch and see when there when a bend in the road comes so that I can prepare. If the terrain's going to shift. I need to re-equip. Let me know what you think. Email me, recoffee at joelarnt.ca. So that's recoffee at j-o-e-l-a-r-n-d-t dot c-a. If you think these numbers are meaningless, let me know. If you think they are a trigger point for um, you know the beginning of a decline in our economy, let me know. If you know someone who has better insight, clear insight, someone who works with consumers and consumer debt on a daily basis, share this episode with them, and I'd love to hear their feedback. If you haven't already, subscribe to Real Estate & Coffee on whatever podcast app you're listening to right now. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this, putting Real Estate & Coffee into your day, fitting Real Estate & Coffee into your day. It means a lot to me. Let's reach more Canadians with daily real estate news. And yes, this is real estate news because depending on, you know, insolvency, you need to follow demographic data. How people are spending money directly relates back to how they, uh, to their housing situation, right? And that's what real estate and coffee is all about. It's about the demographics. It's about market trends. It's about anything that affects people who touch real estate on a daily basis. So let's get, let's get real estate and coffee into more people's ears that, that need it, that want to stay up to date. So rate, if you can give this a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, that's going to be a big help. If you want to give, give me some feedback, leave a review as well. And I, I'll definitely, uh, I bet I check those reviews all the time. Again, thank you. It's Tuesday. I have the first Coffee Shop Mastermind meeting tonight. Looking forward to that. We're going to get a bunch of business owners, entrepreneurs together and just talk about our goals and how we're going to get there. But till tomorrow, enjoy your Tuesday.